Good to see you this morning. Well, we have a really special treat uh, to have national pastors uh, from the Philippines uh, in with us. And uh, this morning, we're going to just get to know them a little more, going to get to know the ministry uh, that they are doing in the Philippines. Um, I've had the privilege of being there many times, uh, but we like to try to bring it to you in a way that you can understand uh, what was happening down there. Um, Nilo, um, Pastor Emil's father, um, sends his greetings. I was just emailing him this weekend. Uh, he, is, he, he so much wants to be here, but it was a good decision for him not to travel. Um, uh, he, he is, uh, you know, trying to finish well, but to travel to the United States would have been very, very difficult on him. Uh, so he sent Emil, and Emil is really replacing Nilo in the leadership role that Nilo's been in a long time, so you're going to get to know Pastor Emil today. Um, he is going to be preaching in the second hour. And then Pastor Sherlock has been around with the ministry for as long as I can remember. We'll talk about that in a minute, and, uh, uh, and you'll get to know Pastor Sherlock and um, uh, that ministry in the Philippines. So as people continue to make their way in, let me pray, and then we'll get uh, to know these two gentlemen. Father, thank you for letting us be involved in your global ministry that you do, Lord. This is not new to you. You laid down before the foundations of the world that you would draw people from every tribe and tongue and nation and language. Uh, you always have had the goal to have your throne surrounded by your people who uh, reflect you in so many different ways, Lord. But Lord, then you told us to go and make disciples and proclaim the name, the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ to the nations. And we've been able to join you in that, Lord. And Father, we love joining you in missions. And we feel, we're so thankful that we can see what's going on around the world through men like this. And we ask that you would be uh, blessed, you would be honored by what we say. And we pray that we as individuals, members here at Riverbend Church, that we would be more invested, uh, more desirous to know what you're doing around the world, more desires to be partnering with you and the things of, of God that are happening all around the world, Lord. You promised to save and you are doing that. And so I pray that we would be challenged, we would be encouraged, and we would have a new desire to give, go, serve, all, all of the things above to see that your name goes forth, Lord. So now, Lord, we ask you to bless this hour as we spend time with these dear brothers, Lord. Um, may you be honored in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I thought what we would start with first is just a map of the Philippines. Um, oh, Troy, I forgot my pointer. Do you have one up there that you can run down to me? Um, uh, who's in here that has to get to my desk? Where's, where's my pastors? Oh, Josh, underneath my monitor on my right, there's a, there is a uh, laser pointer. Um, thank you, Josh. Um, this is the Philippine Islands, so we want you to kind of see... Uh, just how many islands are, this isn't a real extensive map, but I, I don't, I, there's hundreds of islands, little islands that are all <laughs> over the place. Um, Manila up in the middle top up there is probably what you would be most familiar with. That's the capital, of course, of the Philippines. Um, uh, if you fly into Asia there, that's where you're going to go. You're going to fly into Manila, and then from there you're going to fly down to see these guys or around the islands. Um, and, but what we're most interested um, is that very bottom island. That's the island of Mindanao. Um, I'll have a pointer here shortly. Um, this is where uh, 
Emil, Pas uh, Pastor Emil's dad was born and raised on uh, uh, Mindanao. This is where he got saved. Um, this is where God began to stir his heart. And uh, many years ago, he began to desire to start a ministry there uh, of churches, church planting. And he started with a lot of guys. That, uh, he had got a handful of guys. He, he, remember, you remember him telling the story where he put plywood up in his attic of his house so he could sleep them up in the attic and then teach them in his carport uh, during the day. And that was where it all started years ago, just with a, a few handful of guys who had gotten saved, who wanted to know uh, what, how they could serve the Lord, how they could be with, do the things the Lord was doing. And Nila had just a great impact on them. Now today, um, there's many, many churches. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, many men and women being trained, uh, actually not just on men and now, but all over the Philippines uh, during, during this time. So uh, we're going we're gonna to start with just getting to know these guys just a little bit. What's my next picture, um, Troy? Pastor Sherlock. All right. Well, Pastor Sherlock, tell us, tell us a couple things. One, introduce your family to us here. Um, and then uh, I want to start with salvation. When, when did you come to know the Lord Jesus? Uh, and then how did you get to know Nilo and, and, and that process? Well, good morning. Thank you, Joe. Uh, thank you. Uh, I'm Pastor Sherlock Elbanguina from the Philippines in Mindanao. Uh, I've been, uh, the Lord saved me when, in my college days. We, uh, my wife here is Nova Maina. She's in, in the middle the, and we have four children, uh, three boys and one girl. Uh, the oldest is Stephen Shama. He's now 22. Then the, my daughter is 21. What's her name? Uh, Stephanie Shalom. And the third is Kenanea. He's now 17. And the youngest one is Nathan Chen Primo. He's now 13 years old. So the Lord is so gracious to us. When the Lord saved me, uh, he, I, I was in the uh, charismatic group for six years. You're in, say that clearly. Yeah, you were yeah. in a charismatic group. Yeah, in the charismatic group. So yeah. I, I involved in different uh, form of uh, ministry, especially in the youth fellowship and uh, and uh, music ministry. But the Lord is so gracious. He 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 bring me bring us to because we want to learn the word of God more. Because during in our time in uh, in uh, 2004, there were lots of missionary from outside uh, teaching these uh, different weird things, like uh, the third wave or the third blessings, which people debaptize people with the Holy Spirit and people running and shouting and vomiting and all these stuffs. So the Lord has put a desire in me to know the Lord more than experiencing what is happening. So the Lord brought me to the teaching of Pastor Nilo, the mobile class. So the Lord has uh, uh, grow us and he invite us to the seminary and we study in the seminary in Surigao and we're the first spots. So after I graduated, the Lord has uh, called us in a mission in a jungle we served him. Uh, we served in it uh, for one and a half a year. Then he called us to another place where Pastor Nilo pioneered in uh, a city, again, the Oro City. Now, uh, pastoring that, that uh, church for 13 years. 
last two years ago, the Lord has opened another church. So now I pastor two church. So I travel twice a month for another church. Uh, it's like 75 miles. So, so first Sunday and third Sunday, go there and to uh, come back home at 11 p.m. So that's how the Lord. So how did, how did you meet Nilo and how did you get that invite to the mobile Bible school? When Pastor Nilo and the team uh, go to our church for, for the mobile class, uh, the teaching first, uh, he uh, teach us for one week, but the church are not accepting the teaching because yeah. it's a doctrine of grace. It is God's sovereignty. Our church believe in like salvation by works. And we believe on the mysticism. So as a leader, I, there is chaos in our church because the, the teaching will not fit in. So the, my, my pastor asked me what to do. So uh, I stand up and said the, the, Bible, uh, the teaching that's mobile will be put to stop. But later on, after a year, because of these weird experiences that I have, uh, I have these, it's like a possess, it's like uh, weird things happen. I look for a church that can feed us the word of God. There's a pastor who invite me. And so that's why when I go to the mobile class, Pastor Daniel was surprised. You're the guy who want to put the class stop, but now you are here. So the Lord opened my eyes, so I, I asked him to. So did you understand that? So... Um, what Pastor Nilo did early on was he, 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 to help plant churches is he started what they called a mobile Bible school. And a couple of the pastors would load up in a van. They would, they would send out notices. They would try to find a church or somewhere where they'd host them. And they would gather a few pastors in the area. Because there's pastors everywhere, but they're caught up in all kinds of things. Yeah. It's a very charismatic, off-the-rails type of group that he was tied into. Um, and they would come, but they would hear the true doctrine of salvation, and most of them would not believe it. They would see it as heresy. They wouldn't want to be involved in it. But some men would hear that and believe, and they would want more. But the, his church would not let them do that. So there had to make, he had to make a commitment to go or stay. And uh, so he continued to follow uh, Pastor Nilo in the Bible Bible college uh, school, and so P Pastor Neil was very surprised when he yeah. showed up because he was part of this group that had rejected uh, the doctrine of salvation. And so, uh, and here comes Pastor Sherlock, who now wants to be trained. Yeah. Uh, and 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 so that's that's how so many of the testimonies start. These men hear the true doctrine of salvation for the very first time, and they've been in church for many, many, many years and have not heard how God saves. And so that attracts them, and from there, there begins lots of conversations, and they begin training them. Yeah. So after the Lord has uh, equipped us through the, uh, when Pastor Nilo started the mobile class in 2000, and in 2006 or 7, uh, he started the first Bible uh, seminary, yeah. the Bible school in Surigao. So he invited me, because I, I always ask him a lot of questions. So he said, for you to to have a proper training, go to the Bible school. So, so I studied there. So after uh, two years studying 
and after four years in the ministry, he involved me in the mobile. So in 2016, he allowed me to be the dean of the mobile. So uh, from 2000 until now, we have already trained 1,700 pastors uh, all over the place. And now it's still going. It's still going. So uh, there were some pastors uh, in different places. They will gather a minimum of 10. So we have nine subjects, theological subjects. So we arrange the schedules. We go there. We stay for four days. And we travel uh, sometimes 350 miles. And, and after a year, when the course has been finished, we will check them. They will uh, pass to us their statement of faith. And we have this graduation. And the tools, we thank you, brothers and sisters, the tools, the Bible's tools, uh, commentaries and Bible uh, dictionaries, we give to different pastors to be more equipped. So uh, we have, every year we have different location in our mobile class. And we are surprised because given in the middle of our uh, teaching course, another place is requested to have more study. These pastors has already pastored for 40 years, 30 to 40 years. Some of them have already uh, been to the Bible school. Some have not. So they want to, to, more, to hear more of the Word of God, uh, especially it, it, Christ will always be the center of it. Because there were some preachers, they preach in their experience or the issues of the world. So when they hear the class, they want more to hear Christ a little more. And so these churches, uh, oh, the Lord is powerful to save. And uh, especially at that time in the Philippines, we have these uh, different kind of teaching, the pseudo-Christians. There were some who claim apostles, and they have one week seminar, and after the seminar, they will ordain pastors for just one week. So do you understand what he's saying here? Um, so Pastor Sherlock met Anilo, went through the mobile Bible school training himself over numbers of years. Then eventually Nilo invited him to move down to the Tendak area to go to seminary. Yeah. Um, him and Mina, his wife and children, moved their family, went to the seminary for the next three years? Yeah, almost three years. Almost three years. And then became a pastor and got sent out, went to the jungle first. Now he's in Cayenne Diora, um, a bigger city. city. He has two churches there. What he just said was the charismatic churches over there, the, quote, apostles will come in, and if you attend for a week, they'll give you, they'll make you a pastor. And in, what, two or three weeks, give you an MDiv, MDiv. Uh, uh, Masters of Divinity. As long as you pay the... Yeah, so there's no theology. It's just whether you can... You know, some of you guys are going, man, I should go down there and get that. I, <laughs> this Christ, Seminar, Christ Theological Seminary is a long ways. Um, what I want you to catch is though they live in a very, very different culture than us and a very rural, very Muslim, uh, they have not shortcutted the training that pastors have to have um, in order to rightly divide the word of God, yeah. to shepherd the flock, and to give direction to the church. So 
I, I, I'm so grateful for that. And I've been there. I, I, I think we probably first, did we first meet in Cayador or did we meet at the uh, seminary? At the seminary. At the seminary. That's first when we met you and Mina there. So uh, I, I just want you to catch the difference in that. And so though they live in really a jungle world, rice fields and banana orchards and coconut orchards and all of that, most people just work day to day to get enough food, enough money to, for the day. These men are being trained like they are here. Because Nilo was trained in the States. We trained, he was my schoolmate. Um, and so Nilo took that training back and began to pour into these guys. And now they're pouring into the next guys. One other thought, I hope you caught this. He started in the mobile Bible school in 2000. Now he's the dean of the mobile Bible school in 2016. And today you're still the dean over, yeah. over that. So a couple of questions here because we've got to keep moving here. How many... How many places, tell us about the mobile Bible school and where it moves around. Is that some of the pictures maybe yeah, yeah, up here? Maybe. Um, let's go to the maps, Troy. Um, let's start with this one. Oh, okay. When, so after 2008, when we have graduated, uh, we have won Bible schools. But until now, the Lord has, by his grace and mercy, we have already four Bible schools. So the seminary building yeah. is a so different than the mobile Bible school. Yeah, different. So. The, and this is the one that we helped build in Tagum City, one yeah, of them, yeah, right? I we'll won. see that in a minute. So in, uh, in Luzon, we have one. Go back to the other slide. Yeah. In Luzon, we have this one uh, seminary, a Bible school. So this is Manila. So this is way up in the top island. Yeah. These brothers and sisters came down when I was there. Well, when Gina and I were there in June, drove three hours in a van and ferries yeah. and by an octave volcano they had to get around. Yeah. Um, they drove all the way down to the conference that Gene and I did down there and a whole van full of them there. So this is a long ways from home. Uh, but they've now started a, a permanent Bible school seminary yeah. building there. So those pastors who have uh, finished the uh, mobile, yeah. because the mobile class, if you have one subject, you, you study for four days. But if you took the subject in the Bible school, you study it for, for uh, two to three weeks. So this pastor who wants to uh, not only be trained in mobile, the Lord provided a Bible school so that yeah. they, can they can further their further training. Their training. Yeah. So the mobile Bible schools introduced them to, to truth yeah. um, and, and the doctrines. But then as they go to the Bible college type, seminary type of more training, it's more, more, intense, more um, intense, you know, men who are really dedicated to go forward. Some of the men that they train live so remotely, and it's so difficult for them to ever get there. The mobile Bible school is so important to them. Yeah. Because everything these men teach them, they will take right back to their congregations. Um, okay, so we have one of those on. What's the no next song. slide? Now in Visayas, yeah, there's a church there who wants to be partnered with us. So they have, this January, they will start their uh, Bible school, and we, they ask us to help the, the, the Bible school there to teach them. So oh, at the same time, at the same situation, the, all the uh, pastors who have undergone mobile class, if we want to study more, equip more, they go to the Bible okay. school. All right, next one, Joy. Is there another, another map, I think? Mindanao. Maybe not. You didn't put it on there. Go back to the first slide, um, the very first Philippine slide, the whole nation. Okay, so now we're down here. 
for some reason we yeah. lost that one slide. The one tandag there. Yeah, so tandag here is where the seminary in the headquarters of Sola Gracia. So Kayan Diora here is where Pastor Sherlock and his family live yeah. and pastor two churches there. That's quite a drive. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, if you get car sick and uh, don't like bumps, don't go there. Because uh, <laughs> it's, it's, quite, it's quite the drive. Gina and I flew into Davos City because this is where the building that we helped them build is at in Davos. Ta oh, excuse me, Tago. We flew out of Davos yeah. in Tago. And so what they're trying to do is create these seminary Bible colleges in different places where men can go stay and be trained. Mm -hmm. And um, so they can go further training. Is that correct? Yeah. In, in Mindanao, we have already three Bible schools. Yeah. One in Tandag, the first. Then one in Tagum, the one you helped. Yep. And one in Cotabato, Cotabato with the yeah. tribal, tribal yep. pastors. Yeah. And Lord willing, uh, this coming November, we will start to build another Cagayan Bible school in Cagayan de Oro. In Cagayan de Oro, yeah. So that we will have five Bible yeah. schools. So we, when we travel all these, especially in Mindanao, all these pastors who have been trained in mobile school, uh, if you want to study, to review, we have Bible schools, uh, books, libraries, so that we, they can go to and to be helped. Yeah. So that's why we're praying. Along that line, we have collected some books for them, commentaries, some Bibles and things, and we need to send back them. If anybody has any old suitcases that they don't want back, we need two of them uh, to load with books to send back with them. Um, make sure you see me afterwards and try to get them to me today sometime. They fly out very early tomorrow morning. We're going to send back. Um, let's, let's transition to Emil. Let's uh, go to the slide. with There he goes. Emil, tell us about this crew right here. Who are these people? <laughs> so that's... My wife, Sarah, there, and our eldest, Real Faith, and then the triplet, thank you for your prayers. Uh, that's joy, hope, and, and grace. Yeah, and thank you for also your offering for grace. Uh, we were able to get her a, a checkup, and uh, the doctor said that she, she cannot hear. Uh, she's uh, deaf, that's why she also cannot speak but we, we thank you truly uh, her name is grace it's the grace of our lord uh, because when they were about to be born uh, they are premature uh, my my brother he is a medical doctor he told me uh, we will not expect if one of them will live if one will live we should be happy that's why the firstborn is joy so we happy <laughs> she lives and then the other one lives so hope we have hope and then the other one lives grace so that's it so that's the story so praise be all to the Lord <laughs> so recently somebody asked you if you were going to have love what was your comment <laughs> ah your yeah comment? <laughs> we'll say that's the atmosphere already that's in the family <laughs> so they're done <laughs> yeah um, we advise the pastors, don't name your firstborn faith or else the Lord will really teach you faith. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but he is teaching us. Yeah. So, um, Emil, your father, you know, probably one of my best friends in mm. the entire world, um, uh, he is declining. 
Um, he's the Lord is probably going to take him eventually here. Uh, we are amazed. We th- we say that we've yeah, been saying yeah, it for yeah. ten years, right? And the Lord just you know <laughs> continues to strengthen him. He'll be preaching. Well, he's already preached that today's gone mm-hmm. there now. But um, uh, there's there had to be a transition. Uh, I think my last trip down there, I really began to kind of encourage your dad to form boards, get mm-hmm. going, kind of. You need, yeah. you need men to carry this ministry. Solar Gospel Ministry has become such a, uh, a large ministry now. So you've become, that transition is taking place. Tell us about that transition. And, uh, you know, we, we love this ministry. We want to see it continue to go. We want to help, support, do all those type of things. Tell us about that transition. How are you doing with that? Mm. You're following your father's step, footsteps, those type of things. Yeah, before the ministry is on the shoulder of one man, that is Pastor Nilo, but the Lord blessed us and it has grown. So uh, under the Sola Gratia ministry, we have also uh, a church planting ministry where we plant churches and we also support missionaries uh, that will spread uh, the gospel. Uh, as of now, under Sola Gratia, we have 32 churches uh, that, bear, uh, that we need to uh, like the the pastors there, uh, they are the the support mainly is from from Sola Gratia, so we provided them uh, for them to to live just enough to live, and of course by faith also, yeah. and 37 that is under Sola Gratia and more pastors uh, we are helping also that is outside uh, Sola Gratia. It means uh, they are independent or. Uh, some pastors, they, they have this organization, but after listening to the mobile class, uh, they will be kicked out from their group. Uh, so, But they will choose to be kicked out uh, because they don't want to exchange the truth. And so we help them also. Uh, that is why it's like uh, more, more churches. Now we help already uh, four, four churches. We already help. Uh, and we are done with them because we helped them only for five years for a limited time. And thank you also for, for your uh, partnership. We were able to do that. We helped them with the church building and, of course, the, the support, the allowances uh, monthly. And so that's the uh, church. And now we have also this, the seminaries. Um, we are planning that uh, if the Lord wills, uh, every year... We will do a, a visit here to attend the conference in, in Vallejo. So I could bring with me one uh, from, from the board. Now I brought with me Pastor King so he can give you details about the mobile. But next year, Lord willing, I will bring Pastor Highwell also. He is the dean of our seminaries. So, and the seminary also is growing. And, of course, we have also one pastor, Pastor Larry, that is in, in Luzon. I might bring him also uh, next time. So we are now uh, like, so Pastor Larry with me and Pastor Highwell and then Pastor King and then one also Pastor Ruben and then me. So, so they will hold the specific ministry. My main concern is that we will not go off the, the vision that our priority is to proclaim the Lord Jesus. So there, there's a next slide yeah. here. Can you show the slide? Um, yeah, there, there's their philosophy of ministry. Yeah, yeah. 
to spread the glories of Christ through teaching and preaching the truth uh, in the written Word of God. Not only that we will tell, you, uh, tell about something, uh, but it should be from the Word of God, and it should exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we are not there proclaiming that uh, we have a name like uh, Sola Gratia name. No. Before, they will say, watch out for Pastor Nilo. But now they will say, watch out for Sola Gratia. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a transition there. Um, but the Lord is... And pray for us because uh, most of the opposition, like uh, the one he shared, is from those who profess to be Christians, the church. They professed to be Christian before. He professed. And then he said, this teaching must be stopped. And still, we are experiencing that. Um, like in one place in Lanao, we started 30, with 30 pastors. But we ended up with one graduate or two. Oh, but that one graduate is now with us in Lanao, serving uh, as a pastor. He pioneered a, a church. Um, because every time the, his pastor will, will stand at the pulpit, it, it's not healthy anymore, he said, because the teaching is focused on him. Watch out for this guy. Watch out for this guy. That's the preaching. And he said, this is not healthy. This is not healthy for the church. So he asked uh, advice uh, from one of our pastors, and he said, uh, you, you, you ask permission with, with, uh, with a humble heart still, with humility, and then, and so he did. And the pastor is so, so mad. I, I think he, he experienced the same also. And so that's, that's, uh, that's been happening there, but uh, continue to pray for us because of that, and also uh, that the Lord will protect our hearts also, that we will not be boastful because, as he said, Sometimes we will stand up and teach uh, like a pastor who, who has been serving uh, 40 years or 30 years. Some of them has been a teacher in the seminary. And then when we open to them the scripture, it's like that's the first time they will hear about uh, the gospel. And so continue to pray and that we will, uh, we will keep to proclaim the Lord and his glories. And so that's the main Theme. So, I think. what's been organized now is there's pastors of the Bible school, yeah. and pastors of the seminary, pastors of the church planting, and, and so now there's and a mobile, great yeah. board of men mm -hmm. who, yeah, mobile school that oversee the ministry, yeah. and you know, your dad's going to keep going as long as he has breath, mm -hmm. um, but yet he's really entrusted the ministry to you guys to go forward. Well, let's look at a couple of these pictures here. What do we got next, Troy? So there, that's us, a mobile. Yeah, that's the mobile class. Uh, you see different kind of building or churches because that is the facilities that is available. Uh, some pastor will host us in their church. And then it's, it's a good thing because the Lord Jesus, when he came here, he has no that pillow for his head. Uh, he has no room, but at least we have benches there to sleep on. And then we have electric fan to drive the mosquito out. So <laughs> it's a bit of a, yeah. Uh, so we cannot complain because when we look at the Lord Jesus, he is the son of God and yet uh, so humble and he proclaimed, faithfully proclaimed. And so that's uh, there. That's pastors and pastor's wife uh, combined. And then the other slide is the same. 
So, um, Pastor Sherlock, when you travel to these places, what's your tr mode of transportation? Uh, for 10 years, uh, I used my motorcycle. My wife and I, I, we ride a motorcycle for 10 hours to go to the specific places, sometimes twice a month. And the Lord, because getting older, Pastor Nilo said, you need to have uh, a car. So they provided us uh, a van so, so that we can go farther. And so even though we sleep beside the roads, it's okay for us because we have this van. So I bring my stuff and some brothers in the church that I train, my, my, my brother-in-law, he, he joined me in these different places to teach and he also graduated in the mobile class. So my wife uh, always with me because every time I go to different places, he, she also bring her uh, materials to help the pastor's wives for their Sunday schools. So she have these materials also, bringing some crayons and also for the kids for different churches. We have this relationship with different churches, do uh, they or not, with uh, the Sula Gracia. And the Lord is, uh, because he, the Lord said, I will build my church. Mm -hmm. So yeah. praise God, we are part of it. I know both of these men's wives. They are true helpmates in um, yeah. every biblical sense. And uh, I appreciate them so much. Next slide, Troy. Yeah, the same. That's uh, yeah. mobile class. Yeah. This is real typical. There's no glass in those windows. It's just <laughs> very open air, um, concrete walls. This is much about their houses are built like in most cases. And, um, and so that's uh, Pastor Heibels is there on the yeah, left yeah. teaching <laughs> there. And it's, it's hot there. And uh, I love their benches. They have a bench on the front where they lean on or they put their Bibles on or their <laughs> notes. And uh, um, they, these men are trying to learn who mm. Jesus is and what the Bible's about. And they've never been told the scriptures in their church. I don't, we, we can't fathom that, but they went to church all their life and never heard what the Bible says. Next slide. That's in Davos. Yeah. yeah. That's formal. That's student also in uh, mobile class. Mobile class. Formal setting, formal picture. So where, yeah, form, <laughs> they call it formal picture. Uh, where is this at? Where's the one on the left there? One is in Dava Oriental uh, and one is in Dava Occidental. Occidental. So they are divided with one ocean or sea. Oh, yeah. So that's in the it's east like the, and this is in the west. It's like Sea of Galilee. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> these are different pastors from different denominations. Mm -hmm. And they will gather for four, four days to training. So I teach from 8 to uh, morning to 8 p.m. in the evening. So we stay there for four days. Then we travel back home. Yeah, we travel for uh, 10 to 12 hours. Yeah. And then you come back around for the next class and yes, they gather next, again. Yeah. And um, meanwhile, they're, all, you know, they're trying to provide a living and work and yeah, study, yeah, study and they have homework to do yeah. and all of that. And then you'll come back around, the class will come back around to this area, they reconvene again mm -hmm. and take on the next subject. Yeah. The good thing is even these pastors graduated in the first batch. If we have another batch, they all enroll all again. Yeah. They want to review again. They want to go again. Yeah, they, they love to hear. Yeah. Because we, we are not only uh, 
doing, uh, proclaiming, the, of course, we proclaim the glories of Christ through the scripture, but we help them how to do the expository preaching. Yeah. So they are learning, uh, they are also learning how to uh, observe the text and, and uh, to proclaim Christ always mm. in every preaching. Next slide. Yeah, so that, where is this? That's in Cotabato, that's a seminary facilities. We're using that. that. That red thing there, that's for a dorm. <laughs> that, that's a dormitory. dormitory this yeah. is where they teach over yeah, here. There. Yeah. Um, this is in more of the tribal yeah. areas. Yeah, tribal. We, yeah. Have four, we have three tribes. Inter-tribal. We have the Ubu, we have these uh, Blaan, and we have these Tiboli tribe. I think so, you have heard also that one of our missionary was uh, murdered in the place, that's not the place, it's a, a mountain place. And so, because that's where the original setting of the intertribal seminary. Uh, but uh, we, we thought that all of the tribes, they are peaceful, and if we put tribal missionary there, it will be safe for them. But that is not the case. Um, though they are tribal, but they have this like, a territorial uh, mindset. So if that uh, tribal man is not from them, uh, they will, if they find something not suitable to them, they will kill. So it is not good uh, in the setting of a seminary because we will uh, gather a different kind of, of tribal people. And so we left the place because of the danger and also, we, we thank you for your prayers. We were able to give uh, a house to the widow because uh, the widow have three uh, children. And so we, we uh, invited them to live with us in, in, uh, in the, main, the main, in Tandag City, that's the main campus. So we were able to give them uh, a livable house. And also the kids, they are... Uh, uh, doing their school in our elementary and high school. We have also uh, elementary and, uh, and high school the academy. Uh, we are able to reach out also the community, giving them uh, a good quality education. But the story there is, though we left the place, and then this is God's providence, and this place was offered to us. And so the, the Lord is so gracious. So the training for the intertribal is still uh, going on, and it continues because uh, the Lord provided us a, a place. And we are able, I think, only a little amount, and we, are, uh, we will be uh, pay, pay that place in full yeah, because, we, because the owner, they are so old. And so for security purposes also, also they said that, how about that we sell this uh, property for this certain amount? And, and, and we told them, okay, we will uh, pay in an in installment basis as we are able. And so, um, yeah, it's provided. So the Lord is so good. It's interesting as we think about Revelations 5 and Bible tells us that every tribe, tongue, and nation will be under the, you know, around the throne of Christ there. So, you know, in America, we have this mindset that we look at you as the tribal people, mm. but then you look at the other tribes, and, yeah, there is another, and we just yeah. keep going, right? Yeah. And they're, they're, you know, men will be saved here, mm. and they'll go farther yeah. into the jungle and find tribes. Oh, yeah. And 
Um, it just never ceases to amaze me, wow. God's providence and sovereignty as he goes to claim his people. <laughs> yeah. And these yeah. are people we'll never know, we'll mm -hmm. never see. Um, and yet God has raised up men for this who will train men here yeah. who will go back to those places yeah. where our dear pastor was killed and get into that. And the Lord will save people there. Yeah. Um, and so we just, we're astounded <laughs> at his work, aren't we? The good and thing is the Lord is so gracious that the dean and uh, teachers of the seminary are tribal pastors yeah. who have studied the mobile and graduated in the Bible school in Tandat. Yeah. So they can... They're well-trained. Yeah, they can speak their own language, yeah, dialects, and yeah. so... So Tagala is a kind of a trade language most people know, most people, but then yeah. there's all these other languages mm -hmm. in in the jungle up in the up in the mountains, right? Yeah. And so these men know those languages and can communicate. <laughs> what what's the religion of many of them? Is it Muslim that's up in those hills? What 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 are what are they these people would be raised in in the mountains? What would be the religious affiliate with? Uh, some of them are Muslims, Muslims but so. most of them, the tribal, they have their own kind of religion, like uh, they believe uh, uh, different name of gods, uh, they believe different types of gods there. Right. So they, they, no Bibles, though. They've never seen a Bible, no, probably. And some, some of them. That maybe is in Tagala, maybe? Tagalog. Yeah. And okay. the, the hymns, they also translated the hymn books. Yeah, now they have. So they are singing it now in their, their yeah. dialect. Wow, that's wow. great. All right, next slide. Yeah, yeah, same, 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 same place. So yeah. Anybody want to go to yeah, seminary? See? We, we, in, in, in Philippines, if you, ha if you do not have a basketball court, you, you will not be called seminary. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I think I've shared this before. The national sport of the Philippines is not soccer, uh, none of that. It's basketball. We are small. The shortest people love basketball. So we were watching a football game. I was teaching an American football game, and they saw a guy's last name as Wade. And so they're wondering if he's related to Dwayne Wade. Yeah. They know NBA basketball way more than I know it. They, uh, so... Um, and it's fun because I go over there and I get to play center, you know, uh, so um, uh, <laughs> but yeah. they're always a basketball work. But Nila will take them down from time to time because too much basketball and not enough studying will happen. Uh, anyway, but they love their basketball. All right, next slide. Yeah, that's the staff and students in yeah, South Cotabal Tribal. Yeah. Now, one of the pastors, I uh, can't remember his name, is Marion. Oh, he got married probably. Yeah, June. June, June yeah. and he married one of the gals from the tribal. Tribal. Yeah. yeah. How did that go? Yeah, it went well. Yeah. Did, were you there? Or did, did you <laughs> yeah, I did the wedding. You did. I thought you did because he's yeah. in one of the churches, <laughs> yes. right? How are they doing? They're a young couple. Yeah. yeah. I will ask them now after two weeks of spending their time <laughs> together. So maybe there will be change of mind and too late to change. <laughs> <laughs> too late. <laughs> yeah. But they're happy. Yeah. 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 And that, that church I got to see this time. I've never been able to go in there before. You took me in there to Pastor June's church. Yeah. And he was trying to finish his little yeah, home little in the home. back. I, I was, we were able to give him some funds <laughs> to help him complete that. So was he able to bring his wife yeah, home to there. his honeymoon mm -hmm. suite? And mm -hmm. Good. All right. All right. Next picture. There, that's a youth camp held there also in South Cotabato. So the facility is also used not only for... 
the seminary purpose, but the camps, yeah. um, the, the big uh, gathering, so we can host so them. So where did all these young people come from? Tribal. That's tribal. All tribal. tribal. Yeah, all the tribal. tribal. Yeah. yeah. And who, so you taught for a weekend or a week or what? Uh, what, the, what took place? The, the staff, Pastor Michael did the teaching, Pastor June also. Oh. Yeah. Great. So just youth camp. Yeah. Just like we camp. do, you do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Great. Thank you. Next slide. Yeah, that's in Tagum. Yeah. It's another so I think place. you've seen pictures of this. If you were here for, my, I came back and we were able to pray and dedicate this building. This mm. is our church had a, our hand in helping yeah. build this building. Um, uh, it's in Tagum. This is a, another place that would have been a little more difficult in time to get to. But now um, there's a little more freedom from a past president. Mm. And uh, so uh, this is starting to go. Next slide. Yeah, it's Pastor Nilo using that facility, teaching in Tagum. I met one of the pastors there who was an older man. Yeah, been this in one. This one standing. This that's, one here? Yeah, and he, he had heard the gospel in one of the mobile schools <laughs> yeah. and, oh, and is now going to the seminary. Yeah, he's mm. going. After many, many years of not teaching truth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he was telling me his story when, when Gina and I were there. Yeah. Next slide. That's it. That's it. That's it. So, um, where, what is the current status with the seminary in Tagum City? Is that still the head hub of all of what's going on there? Or because you're starting all these different plants, is that starting yeah. to push out a little ways now? How yeah, is that we're, try we're trying that to push so we can uh, gather more pastors at the, and then also to provide them a, a good library for them if they wanted to. Uh, be refreshed. There's facilities for them to study more. So that's why we are spreading out. And they don't have to travel as far yeah, in as many far. cases. Like, and they like can stay in their ministries. Six hours of travel. Yeah. Yeah. So we, with that facility in Tagum, before they will travel like six hours by land. Now they will travel two hours or three hours. Yeah. Yeah. So it will be cut. <laughs> and travel is by bus, bus or yeah. motorcycle mm, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Try to try to get there to mm. do that. So, um, what are the what are the pastor's biggest needs? Uh, a pastor that has a church now down a long, long path, you know, down into the jungle, and you're, they're ministering to somebody. What are their biggest needs? So we know how to pray for them, how we can meet them. Um, you guys have been trained. You're now training them, mm -hmm. but you were there at one time. I know your dad had you pastoring all kinds of churches. Um, what, what are their biggest challenges? What are their biggest needs, these individual pastors that are out scattered all over the Philippines? Any, any one you can weigh in on that? Yeah, one, one thing is they're like the monthly support yeah, for them to, to, uh, to concentrate uh, on the ministry, to provide for their family. That's it. That's so what do you try thing. to do monthly for these pastors? Yeah, what the did, the what funds they... that you are sending to us, yeah. we, we divide it uh, with the with the pastors also, and then the facilities like the the building, uh, church building. So we help them also, uh, because the church members um, they can provide pastors with the uh, basic needs like uh, sweet potato, banana, but with regards like to to build something, so they can gather that uh, will be hard for them, and so we help uh, help them with that also, and. Uh, what, what else? Yeah, the transportation. 
uh, because some will travel. So thank you also because you, you've been partnering with us to provide them with motorcycle. Uh, but now we are thinking also uh, to upgrade something because their children are growing up, so it will not fit in a motorcycle. So we are figuring out that we can pray with them and help them with a, like a small small van or <laughs> yeah, help something that. like that. So we know so. you have several rice fields. So mm. one of the things is you give the pastors bags of rice? Some. Uh, when when there is, uh, what do you call this? Uh, uh, during the harvest, yeah, we can give them, we call them rice subsidy. So in cash, we give them with that uh, as uh, the produce from our, because you help us also to buy some land there to be our farm uh, for rice. And so some manage that. Uh, we cannot manage that because we, we all do the teaching and the traveling. So some manage it and then we will just take some portion uh, like a profit and then we, we give that to the pastors also. And then, so the, and then they get a little bit of money, yeah, a few a pesos bit, yeah. a month. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we know they pour that right back into their ministries. Yeah. But um, just, I, I'm trying to help us understand because we live in such a different world. Um, mm -hmm. And they live on such little amount. Um, yeah. But they live by faith and they, they trust the Lord. And yeah. I think they're probably the most Even joyful. the retirement is by faith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we're told to live by. So uh, we praise the Lord. So vehicle transportation is, is always a need. And mm. been on your roads too many times to know how yeah. bad those things just beat those vehicles to death. Um, but we, we, I know we've bought a lot of motorcycles through the years yeah. um, of, of knowing Pastor Nilo. And that's always a good thing. But uh, transportation. And then just their protection. They're in some mm. difficult areas. Um, Tell us about, just in closing here, kind of the current state. We know that um, the past president really helped Mindanao in a lot of ways. He was able to really push back the Muslim opposition. Um, that gave you guys some freedom, mm -hmm. allowed me to go into places yeah. I've never been to <laughs> before. So what, what's the current state of the Philippines, and how do we continue to pray for that so that the gospel will go forth as well? Yeah, that like the security for for now think uh, the lord is so you know he is sovereign in all situation the the covid thing it made the muslims uh, because before covid they are trying to to get the mindanao as autonomous region they want autonomy from luzon and visayas actually from the philippines because they think that the the whole Mindanao is a Muslim area. But due to the pandemic, that call has become uh, slow. So I have not heard about it now, for, for now. Uh, but we heard about a lot of LGBTQ plus uh, thing, but not this, uh, uh, like the autonom autonomy from, from the Muslims. And, and pray for us because uh, we are now heading toward uh, Zamboanga City that is heavily Muslim area. So we have now this invitation. Uh, we've been telling them no like five years. <laughs> yeah, maybe because we are scared of the Muslim thing. <laughs> but uh, next, ne this year and then next, the coming year, we will now go in that area. Can you put up most, the first slide? Most of them. The very first yeah. one. We can kind of give them an idea where this is at. Uh, there, there. Yeah. Sambuanga, Pagadian, there, Dipolog. Here? Yeah. So that's Dipolog, Pagadian, Sambuanga. 
Yeah. Yeah. We, so this region was really affected by. Um, Muslims. Yeah, that's mostly Muslim. Yeah, they were able to get across from Malaysia and yeah. Indonesia. Mm -hmm. Actually, um, their product is from Malaysia. Yeah, and, and so they're able to kind of island hop, get in here. Yeah. And this is really where uh, Al-Qaeda started. Most people don't realize it started on. Yeah, Basilan there, Basilan Island. Yeah, so it, and now it's made its way. So if you remember years ago, a couple of missionaries were killed. Um, they were all in this region. Yeah. And, and. Marawi is where the past president kind of really fought them hard mm -hmm. there and pushed back and given some freedom. Nilo had me in this area one day and tried to get me killed here. <laughs> Your dad, we still laugh about that. Um, so you have, you have three churches. You have, yeah, in that same yeah. place where I preached and he had to get me out of there. Now they have three churches in that area. Yeah. Um, I, c I can't hardly fathom that. Um, but that that's amazing. We so have already too much of Mobile, mobile graduates there. Mobile, yes, that's great. But so, now we're going in the main, the main, so pray for us. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> we, we, we will continue to pray for you, brother. Um, I love maps, and I loved them as a little boy, and I began to always try to think, what was the Lord doing in those areas? And so it's good to look at a map every once in a while and think about, well, I don't know if I'll ever go there. You're never going to go here to vacation. <laughs> Americans don't go here. Um, Americans die here um, so uh but there's people here and the church is there and these men are training men and they're training men and so it just is so encouraging to to see that have been there see where you're at know your families know the ministry know the integrity the biblical integrity of your ministry is 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 such an encouragement um as i travel around the world we just don't see that in a lot of places where men will not compromise lovingly but not compromise on the word of God. Amen. And because of that, God's blessing. And so we are very grateful to have you here. And I, I, I know these people appreciate you. Let's give them a hand here. God bless. <laughs> we're going to take a short break here. I'll pray. And then we're going to, I'll get them in the office and let them uh, get a little drink of water. And then we'll come back. And Pastor Emil is going to preach. You're going to hear him preach out of 1 Samuel chapter 17. Uh, King David. Um, and I know you're going to enjoy him. He preaches a lot like his father, and uh, his father trained him. <laughs> and, but he loves Christ. He loves the word. Father, thank you for this time. We thank you for Pastor Sherlock and Pastor Emil being here. They've come so far away, Lord, um, so far out of their lifestyle and their culture. And, uh, and, and yet they have come here to America to uh, tell the churches, report uh, of what is happening. Apostle Paul and Apostle Barnabas, they would often come back to Jerusalem, to Antioch, and report back of what was going on in the ministries around the world. And here these men are. They have returned, and they're keeping us up to date of what's going on in a place that's so far away from us, so remote to the rest of the world. And yet their report encourages us. Men are being saved, women, children. Men are being trained for the ministry. Uh, pastors' wives are being encouraged and helped. Uh, the word of God is going forth uncompromised. And so we thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you for letting us be a part of what you're doing in the Philippines. Uh, Lord, we know there's other ministries there that are very good and true, true biblical ministries. But these are the ones you put into our, our ministry. These are the ones you've caused us to have a relationship where we stand with them theologically and, and financially and, 
and as brothers and sisters in the Lord. And so we pray for these men and the men and women they represent. Uh, many, many people, hundreds and hundreds of people, whether it be pastors and their wives and families, church members, um, pastors being trained, uh, men and women attending Bible, Bible, mobile Bible school, Lord, they represent them. And so we thank you. And through these two men, we pray for the rest of them. We pray that you would encourage them, meet their needs. We, we do ask for protection for them, that you would guard them from those who seek to do harm, um, but yet they would be very bold with the gospel, humble but yet bold. And so we ask that you would strengthen them, Lord. We do pray for their wives and their children, particularly Emil and Sherlock, Lord, as they're away from their families for a long time, a month now, and still two weeks to go. Um, we pray that you would keep them safe and keep them encouraged, Lord. And may you send them back to their ministries, uh, very encouraged from the churches here in the States. And may they be blessed and welcomed home and ready to finish their race well. We do pray for Pastor Nilo and, and Fele. Or we ask that you would strengthen them and that you would uh, just providentially have your way in their life, Lord. Give him strength as he continues to want to teach, Lord. Um, but thank you that he has raised up men such as these to carry the ministry on, Lord. We ask that you bless all the Gracia ministry for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.